We celebrate today the second Sunday in ordinal time. In the gospel reading today, the story of the call of the first disciples is a story that has us knowing what Jesus wants to give us, how Jesus wants us to come to his life and his love. For a few moments, let's just be in the presence of God. As we gather in the presence with each other, let's just take a few moments and recognize that God's love is here with us. God's love speaks to us. God's love has gathered us. O oh God, from our earliest days, you call us by name. Make our ears attentive to your voice, our spirits eager to respond that having heard you in Jesus, your anointed one, we may draw others to be his disciples. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The story that follows of the call of Samuel gives us an ideal response to God's call. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I didn't call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
How does your belief that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit influence what you think about and how you treat your own body? A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord, and would also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own. For you were bought with the price. Therefore, therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. Listen to this reading. It comes from the Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, John exclaimed, Look, there's the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard John say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus said to them, Come and see. They came and they saw where he was staying. And they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which is translated, the Christ. Andrew brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You, you are Simon, the son of John. We're changing your name to Cephas, the rock which can be translated Peter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise Lord. 
You know, if we go to the scriptures looking for facts or factoids about Jesus, we're going to get really confused. The story we hear today about the call of Simon, it's not like that in all the other gospels and the other three gospels. So we Americans, we start to say, now wait a minute, how did it really happen? I mean, what really happened? Where was it? We're not looking for just the facts. The gospels were written in a specific time for specific church communities that were dealing with particular issues. John's gospel, written later than the others, was written for a church that had to deal with the followers of John who said that, no, Jesus wasn't the Messiah. John is the Messiah. The gospel of John is written after the destruction of Jerusalem, the destruction of the Jerusalem temple. The Gospel of John is written to deal with the issues that that Christian community was struggling with. John's Gospel is not a baby book of Jesus with pictures. John's Gospel is an invitation for us to come to know who Jesus is and come to believe in him. In the story from today's gospel, I think one of the keys to understanding it is, what are you looking for? I think that's a really important question for us all to deal with. What are we really looking for in life? when we pray by ourselves, when we read the scripture, when we come together for liturgy, when we come to share communion, what are we looking for? Jesus asks a really important question for all of us. Where are you staying? We... Jesus, we, we, we want to come to know you. We want to know who you are and how you are. And it would seem that Andrew and John, they spent the day with Jesus. They watched him. They listened to him. And they fell in love with him. They came to know him and love him. That's how it's supposed to work for us. We spend time with Jesus. We get to know Jesus. We come to love Jesus. And that takes time. I really believe that we get to know Jesus and love Jesus when we sing all the verses of a hymn, it makes us sing. 
It's in all the verses. We got to get to the fifth verse to really know who Jesus is, to really know how much he loves us. What are you looking for? When Andrew and his brother John see Andrew's brother Simon, they bring him to Jesus. Simon, we've, we've met the Messiah. You have to come and you have to get to know this guy. When we love somebody, we want to bring them to Jesus. We want them to know this Jesus whom we have come to know, to be loved by, and to love. Jesus looks at Simon. And he says, well, uh, your name is Simon right now. We're going to change your name. We're going to change it to Rocky. It would seem that when Jesus looks at us, Jesus recognizes what it is that we're looking for. And he calls us to that destiny, to that life, he calls us by that name. Isn't it interesting that, that Simon, he was the one who waffled, huh? He was the one who would say something really bold and then back away. He was the one whose faith was shaky so often. Could it be that when we let Jesus know what we're looking for, he comes to know that and changes our name accordingly. Jesus, where do you stay? I want to spend enough time with you, Jesus, to get to know you and to allow you to love me. Jesus, help us to listen to your message, to take it into our hearts and let our hearing of that message, our sharing of the Eucharist, our being together as a community, let that change us to become what you want us to be. What are you looking for? And if you say a hymn with only two verses, no, what are you looking for? According to what we're looking for, it seems that Jesus changes our name. You can call me duh. D-U, deeper understanding. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, 
please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.